So, you know, yesterday, uh, yesterday was, was Kristen and I's five-year anniversary. So we were married for, uh, for five years. Uh, I didn't make anything out of wood. Uh, I don't have Pat's skill. Uh, I, I was like, oh, if I had that, I'd make this awesome little mahogany, you know, little thing. Uh, but I, he's made some cool stuff that I've seen. I'm like, I, I want that. I want that skill. It takes time. But, um, you know, so yesterday was our, our five-year anniversary, and it was, it was encouraging and amazing. We're going to celebrate later, but there's a time to just reflect a bit yesterday and, and really on how how grateful I am to be married to such an incredible, incredible woman uh, to really be blessed with this relationship. But yesterday it was funny because she, she like, we're standing in the kitchen and she comes up and she gives me this big hug and she looks at me and she's like, five years, thank you for marrying me. Uh, and in my head I just laughed because I'm like, I, I, I laughed a little bit and I smiled because I thought, are you kidding? Like, I'm totally the one that's getting the better end of this deal. Um, because, and, and, and then later, as I was sitting thinking about it, I smiled to myself because I thought, I'm so, I'm so glad that I sincerely do feel that way. You know, that, that I'm the one, that I feel like I'm getting the better end of the deal to be married to her. And she's like thanking me. And I'm like, I, I'm so grateful for you. You know, but when, uh, when I think about it, I, uh, I'm grateful for her because I know that I didn't deserve to be married to such an amazing woman, right? I didn't deserve that. Um, but her heart is so loving and so exceptional that, that I feel unworthy of it, right? I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. But she loves me nonetheless still. Um, and so when I think about that, her her gratitude at thanking me when I don't feel deserving, it, it leads me into the title of actually this morning's sermon, which is Graciously Grateful. Graciously Grateful. And before we jump into this, I think it's, it's important that we, we establish what does it mean to be gracious? Right? What's it mean? Uh, and even the, the idea of the word grace, it's, it's unmerited undeserved or unearned favor, right? It's not something, grace is not something that is owed to you in any way. It's, it's completely unmerited. And so, when you think of what it means to act graciously, it's to extend extra kindness or extra courteousness where it's, it's, not, necess- it's not necessarily due. You don't owe it to someone. And so you think if someone's been kind of uh, snarky or a little extra rude or something, and you just extend some extra graciousness and are still kind, that's being gracious, right? And so, to me, when Kristen is graciously grateful, uh, thanking me for marrying her, I feel like I, I'm undeserving of that. I didn't feel like it's, I have her unmerited uh, favor to a degree. You know, and I, on the other hand, just feel flat out grateful um, because I, I like for me, it's, it's clear to me that I get the better end of the deal. And we're in that where Kristen's being 
gracious in her gratitude, I feel like she's being more like God. You know, me getting to be flat out grateful, I think it's, it's a point where this morning I actually want to extend some thank yous. I feel like it's important to be grateful uh, because I want to take a moment to thank some different people in the church that I feel like deserve to be thanked for the way they serve, right? You know, they're not in here because they're serving with the kids, but the teachers, right? I want, to, I want to thank them. I want to thank every one of you who served as a teacher over the years because it's a necessary and, and a very needed responsibility to have. It's, it's incredible. So thank you for all the ways that you've served over the years. And, and at this point, I think most of the church really has done that. Thank you for how you serve. You know, the ushers who pass the tray, uh, who pass the trays, and in different weeks, you know, it's Ben has been doing it faithfully for a long time, which is awesome. You know, Scott steps in and does it, or Zach does it. Well, guys, thanks for serving in that way. It was cool. Um, I want to encourage Ben, even though he's not in here. You know, he came up to me two weeks ago, and he goes, you know, I started, I started uh, serving or helping with the trays, like, you know, when I was about Ethan's age. What do you think about, like, helping, having Ethan, like, help start doing that? And I was just like, man, kid, like, way to have, like, a great big brother thoughtful heart. Like, I'm so grateful for his heart. You know, the brothers who set up the sound system and get here in the morning, they drag these things in, they show up, you know, Giovanni and Chris, they they show up before the singers show up and they're putting all these things together. And then they're just here. They don't sing. I mean, Chris will sing sometimes, but Giovanni's hanging out and I mean thanks for for all the ways that you serve the church bro honestly you know I think of singers and song leaders you guys lead us with smiles and hearts and you lead us to worship God thank you for how you do that you you know you guys have been growing and, and you sound great you do a great job and you deserve to be thanked it's not easy to stand up front you know it's not easy to stand up front and be the ones that lead it because you're thinking about okay don't mess up that song you know smile like okay and it's harder to worship in that role and so it's it's important that they feel uh, our gratitude um you know, I want to thank our board members. They're not all here today, but I want to thank everybody who's serving on the board of the church. That's an important role that you've taken on, and I want to thank you for that. But I also want to say, I feel like a very particularly special thanks, because for years, some of us know our congregation's history and some don't, but there was years where our fellowship, this congregation didn't have full-time leadership. Right? There is no full-time leadership there. And I feel like it's important to, to acknowledge the work, the sacrifice, the heart to stand in the gap and, and be there as taking the reins of the leadership of the church for years of both the Wells and the Slaters did an amazing job standing and holding everybody together, being a part of the congregation. Like, really, you guys have... Pat and and Paul, they worked together to to preach on the Sundays, to work on the Wednesdays, to do the midweeks, and they've considered the needs and the challenges and the hardships over years and years and years. You know, taking on the responsibility of the spiritual welfare of the congregation. Um, But honestly, Wells, thank you. Teresa, thank you for all the things you've done, and Paul, for the ways you've hospitality over years. And the Slaters aren't even here, but the same thanks to them for the way you guys stood in the gap and 
Paul and uh, Pat were on the board for years. You know, they've now stepped off for it. Uh, and, and I just want to thank you for the years you've served. You guys really deserve deep thanks from the church. And we should all be incredibly grateful and are incredibly grateful for you. I, I know the challenge that come with it. So thanks, guys, for the ways you've served. You know, it's important that, that gratitude is not only felt by the individual who feels grateful, but that gratitude's felt... Like, you ever felt really grateful but not told somebody how grateful you are for them? Right? And, and you're like, no, I'm so grateful for you. But that person's over there, like, not feeling very appreciated. You know, it's important that gratitude gets expressed. Because gratitude's one of those things that strengthens, heals, and forges the bonds of, of relationship. Right? It's, it's difficult for people to feel gratitude if you don't say something or if you don't do something. And, and we may feel it ourselves, but if it's the expression of gratitude is lacking, a lack of gratitude can wear on you, right? A lack of, of gratitude, rather than forging and building and healing, it actually begins to wear down bonds. Because gratitude, it's important that it's expressed and that it's felt by the person. You know? But it needs to be sincere. You ever felt uh, like somebody say thank you and you're, you're like, oh, thanks. And you don't feel like... It feels a little fake. feels a little forced. You know, it's, it needs to be sincere. And so when I think about... When I say that Kristen's being graciously grateful, you know, it's... it's if you feel like it's being forced or it's fake or it's, it's undeserved or whatever, it, it can sometimes feel like fake. But when Kristen and I say she's being graciously grateful by thanking me for marrying her, I'm implying that I don't deserve the gratitude that she has for me. It doesn't mean that it's not real and it doesn't mean that it's not sincere because it very much is. You know, Kristen's being gracious in her gratitude. It doesn't make it any less. And so, in fact, like I said, she's being more like God. And so that's where point one is thank God that He is graciously grateful. Thank God He is graciously grateful. Turn over to Acts 17. In Acts 17, we're going to look at verse 22. It says, Paul's in Athens. Paul, Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription on it. To an unknown God. Now what you worship is something unknown. I'm going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven on earth, heaven and earth, and does not live in temples built by hands. And He is not served by human hands as if He needed anything, 
because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. From one man he made every nation of men, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. And as some of our own poets have said, we are his offspring, or your own poets. You know, in this, in this verse, in this scripture, one of the things that, that comes across, and, and Paul's there in Athens and he sees idols everywhere. Idols all over the place. He's got these shrines to worship and, and these people are making these sacrifices to try to appease these gods or appeal to these gods to get blessings. And he's like, give me your blessings. And they're giving these sacrifices. And he's going, you guys are, are doing all of this worship. But let me tell you about the real, the one true God. Right? And, and when I look at this, though, what Paul's pay attention to is he goes, he doesn't need anything from us. The real God, he goes, he doesn't need anything from you. You know, I look at it and I go, God is so graciously grateful in a relationship with us. And what do I mean by that? Because he he doesn't owe us anything, he doesn't need anything from us, right? And when you look at this, this passage, or you look at it, you see the pagans, what they're doing is they built these temples and these shrines to appease the gods they're trying to win favor of. So they're trying to get the favor of these gods. And, and even if they were to an unknown god, okay, well, that's the Yahweh God, maybe, of what they were giving to. He's going, look, even the Jews, you think in the past, when the Jews would burn sacrifices and offerings... To the, uh, to the Lord. He didn't need them. You know, God didn't feel like... I'm going to step off this, but... When, when these Jews, they came out and they're making these sacrifices to the Lord and they're saying, alright Lord, we want... They're, they're, they're killing the cattle, they're killing the sheep, they're, they're giving the doves. And they're saying, trying to earn favor from God sometimes... God's going, I don't need any of this from you. God even says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. What he wants is he wants the heart of the people. And no matter how many sacrifices they would make, they would never earn the true favor of God. Because if if God is truly is as good as he is, we'll never earn it. And he's saying, he doesn't need these gifts from you. And so in being, when I, when I say he's being graciously grateful, is that it's never going to be enough. What we do is never going to be enough to get God's attention. However, God is so good that he goes, I'm going to give you my favor anyways. I'm going to extend it to you when you don't, you'll never earn it from me, but I'm going to give it to you anyways. And so when Paul's speaking to these men, he's going, God doesn't need this stuff. He loves you so much. He says, I, He's given you life and breath and everything you have. So 
before you ever worshipped him. And so, when I think of this idea of what it means of God's graciousness, his, his true unmerited favor, I'm going to turn this off. Or I'm not. You know, the, this unmerited favor from God is to say, you'll never earn my love, but I'm going to give it to you anyways. Um, and, I, and I think about what it would mean if God's saying, I'm going to give you... Anybody ever... Put it this way. Have you ever been... Um, like I said before, somebody said thank you, and then you feel like, this is fake. This is fake. I don't feel like you're really grateful to me. You're just, you're putting on a show, or you're just trying to extend something in a way that, that's not sincere. Um, there are times where that's happened. Those things are true. That, that people can sometimes show and extend fake gratitude. But... There's also times where gratitude can be sincere, but we create barriers in our heart to hear real gratitude. You ever experienced that? Maybe both yourself or maybe from someone else. You really mean what you're saying, but you feel like the other person's not getting it. Or you find out later that they're really being grateful and you figure out my heart's just hard. Right? And there's... There's barriers that we can put up to gratitude. You know, a way that this really comes in is through pride. Right? One of the the ways that pride really creates a barrier is that if you feel like you're owed it, it's really not that easy to be grateful. Like, um, you ever done something? I'm sure. I've done had times where I've done something and somebody says, oh, thank you for that. And then I'm like, sure, no problem. I I mean, I like kind of expect them to say thank you. Recently, um, so we did Ryan and Katie's wedding. And I told them, guys, I'm happy to do this for you. I'm, I'm, you know, don't worry about it. I don't expect any compensation in any way. You guys are my friends and I love you. Um, and her, her parents actually came up to me later and gave me a, a thank you gift. But I'm like, I'm not expecting this. And they're like, we know. We know, but we insist that you take it. And I'm like, no, but I really don't expect anything. And like, her dad's like, I insist. And I said, amen. Thank you. You know, and I was, I was grateful for that. But let me be honest. There was a small part in my heart that was proud. Right? There's a small part in my heart that, that felt like, rather than just being like, I totally didn't expect it, it's like, oh, I did something. And I accepted that. And I had pride there. I had pride. And it kept me from really experiencing the depth of gratitude that I could feel. Right? I think about how pride thinks that Gracious, unearned, unmerited gratitude is kind of pity gratitude. You ever felt like somebody's giving you some, uh, some gratitude from a place of pity? They're just throwing you a bone, kind of putting it out there, saying thanks, because it just, I feel like you need some encouragement. Right? 
Pride can take that stance and go, I don't need your pity. And, and put it away where somebody can really sincerely be extending it. And we're going, I don't want it. I don't need it. You know, I've certainly done that myself in thinking about it. And, and there are a number of different ways that pride can, we can create barriers in our own heart to not experience gratitude. But I think it's, it, we've got to go back to this, to God, that He extended grace to us when we didn't deserve it, when we could never earn it. And by doing that, it makes it so much easier. By connecting with the grace that God's extended to us, it's easier to extend grace to others. Um, And that's why a title point two is thank others with gracious gratitude. Thank others. Turn over to Philippians 1, verse 3 really quick. In verse 3 it says this. Paul's writing again. He says, I thank... Or, this is Paul. Uh, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers, for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you. Since I have you in my heart, for whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and in depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. You know, when I, Paul's writing to the Philippian church, and what, what catches me is that immediately he opens up with giving thanks. Now, it was funny because as I was thinking of this point of give thanks to others, there's actually very few very few scriptures that I was able to find where it's directly like saying, hey, go thank other people. Really, I didn't find anything that was a command to go thank a person. There's, there's scriptures about being thankful, but it's... When I, but when you look at this, the heart of Paul, he is expressing gratitude to them. Right? Like if I walked up to you and, and I, I walk up to Scott and I, I tell him, I, I literally, I thank God for you. I thank God for you. Then, am I not expressing my appreciation and my gratitude? While I'm thanking God, it's an expression of saying, you know what, I'm, I know how much I love you and how grateful I am for you, that I thank God for you in my life. Yeah. Right? And so, Paul, in the same way, he's going, I Thank God for you, church. And this heart of Paul uh, to extend this comes from their partnership in the gospel. And he says, even in this verse, he goes, because we share in the grace of God. Now, to me, that, that makes me connect and go, because we share in the unmerited favor of God, 
I'm even more grateful for you. Because I experienced this with you, I'm, it makes me realize how grateful I am for you. You know, Paul's so aware of God's grace in his life. And that awareness of his grace and how others have received it, I believe is what makes it so much easier for him throughout his whole life when you read his letters to be gracious and grateful to others. He, he starts his letters all the time. I thank God always for you in my prayers. Right? He, he goes, I'm always giving thanks for you. Or he just keeps saying these things. In all of his letters, he makes the point to do that. But he extends grace so easily. Even to the Corinthian church, uh, when he starts 1 Corinthians, he writes to them as well in giving thanks. He goes, he, those guys kind of drove him a little crazy, it seemed like. Like he, he like rebukes them in 1 Corinthians 1. And he goes, you know what? But I thank God for you. He extended grace and, and gratitude for them because they got to share in the grace of God with him. You know, being thankful is an art form. And there are people I think are great at this. You know who, honestly, like Ben and Natalie, both Stapleton, have done a great job. If you ever go to like any of their meets or any of their recitals, they're so good at like, as teens, I was like blown away from, from Ben. Like the first time I ever got a thank you card from Ben uh, for something, it's like I went and then he wrote me a th- I'm like, what kind of teen... You know, even before he was a teen, I think, as a preteen was the first time I got one. I was like, what in the world? You know, but in the same way, Liz does the same thing. I mean, she's the one that taught him, but her thanks is typically through food, you know? And she does a great job with that. But it's, it's the influence of you guys to really teach your kids that, you know? But it is an art form to really learn to express, express gratitude, right? And it's an art form I want to grow in. It's something that I want to do a better job of. You know, another person I think who's really good at this is, uh, is actually Carl and Helen. You know, I, I feel like frequently Carl walks up to me and, what's his phrase? He says, um, he says, you know what I really appreciate? Dot, dot, dot. And, and it'll be like, you know what I really appreciate about you or about what you said? Or, he's just so like, bro, you're so encouraging. And it's, it, I think that's a gift. Helen, the same thing. You guys do a great job and of just expressing gratitude. And I think it's amazing. And I'm encouraged by it. I'm encouraged by you. And, and I'm sure many of us are and have been from that. But I think they're great at it. It's an art form that takes time and skill and learning. But it also is easier when we're people who reflect on the grace we've been given. Because it's, it's easier to extend gratitude. Gracious gratitude. What do I mean by that? If you feel like you went over to somebody's house and I was going to do some yard work, like let's say I go over to the meters and I'm going to help with some yard work, and I pick up, I pick up some sticks. Yeah, I know, amen. Right? Uh, but I pick up some sticks and and I fill up like one wheelbarrow full, and that's the extent of my yard work. Right? Uh. If Rob's like, hey, I'm really grateful that you came over. And if he's sincerely really grateful for my one wheelbarrow of, of stuff, that's some gracious gratitude right there. I mean, that's like, what did I really do? Right? What did I really do? And, but if, if he's just really sincerely grateful, I didn't, 
can really do much to earn that gratitude. It's not really merited. But if he's, you know, effusive in it, it's like, I'm so grateful you came. It's awesome to spend time with you. It, it, that's pretty gracious. You know, how, how, how does it go? You know, I, for me, I, I'm grateful, but I, I felt I want to do a greater job of being grateful when, in just having a heart of graciousness in my gratitude. I'm not the best at this. I'll be honest. I'm not the best. I I feel like I want to do better. You know, and some things I'm thankful for, honestly, I'm thankful to do ministry here in Burlington. I am thankful for that. To be able to be here. You know, I'm grateful for all of you who stick with me and have stuck with me as I'm growing as a preacher. Right? Thanks for sticking around and dealing with me on Sundays like this one. You know, but as I'm growing as a speaker and as a a preacher of God's word, thanks, guys. Thanks for trying to find the nuggets that are in there. Thanks for trying to listen to the Holy Spirit that's there and being led by God's spirit as, as I'm trying to be led by God's spirit. But thanks for sticking in there. Thanks for this last year. James is 15 months old. Right. We're trying to figure out we've we're still trying to figure out how to be parents in the full time ministry. Right? Where, where he doesn't go to daycare. Like, we're at daycare. You know, sometimes Sue is daycare, which is super helpful. Uh, but we, we're trying to figure this out. And it's led us at different points to be disorganized and have a hard time with some different things. Thanks for being patient with us. I want to thank you for being patient with us as we're trying to figure it out. Right? But it's... I think about, these are some of the things I'm thankful for. But what are you thankful for these days? What are you thankful for? Are you just thankful for the, the overt, really big things? Or are you, can you be graciously grateful? Right? From the little things. Because those little things, as I said, grace, well, gratitude, heals, builds bonds, forges bonds, strengthens bonds. And... Gracious gratitude extended freely as God has extended it to us, right? All the more it extends love. And you have to be able to receive it, right? We've got to get those barriers out of the way. But we build a stronger community, a stronger family, reflecting on the grace we've been given through Jesus Christ. Right? And if we reflect on that grace we have from Jesus if we reflect on the humility of Christ and, and try to be humble and take it, we're going to strengthen and encourage each other. When we come into church, having a place where it's, I'm so grateful for you, or thank you for this, or thank you for that, and, and building one another up according to our needs, right? And I think all of us need to feel appreciated. Making an effort to do that. Does that make sense? Well, what are you thankful for these days? Who can you thank? A heart of gracious gratitude is a heart like God. When we have a gracious heart, we are giving favor where favor is not due. If you have a gracious heart, you're giving favor where favor is not due. Just like God. You know, that's what makes a real Christian community. When we extend grace easily and freely to one another. Yeah. Right? 
We forgive easily. We thank easily. We love easily. Because we all reflect on the grace we've been given through Jesus Christ. Right? And so, when we see God, we see that He owed us nothing. As I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this in, it says, you know, so when we see God, we see that He owed us nothing. And He's given us everything good in our lives. He extends grace and gifts to us before we ever made a sort of any sort of offering to Him. Right? He gave us a life before we were ever His his friends or his disciples. And some people he gives life, many people he gives life to that will never be his. But that's just who he is. He doesn't care about offerings and sacrifices. He cares about having our hearts. And so when we give our hearts, he gives us more good things. That doesn't mean that everything's always going to be good. Right? It doesn't mean that everything's always going to be easy. But it means that God will be with us in the end. Amen. You know, when we can extend that same graciousness and gratitude to others, we're going to be like God, church. Let's extend grace by... Let's extend grace. But let's make sure that we extend grace and gratitude to one another. Let's always try and remember what it is that we've been given in Jesus. And in Ephesians 5, verse 16, it says this, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's be grateful at all times, church. Amen.